0: Cameron, and I'm Zach. I know everything. I'm apprenticing and knowing more things. <laughs> and this, this is, is the Watching You Watch podcast. You watch podcast. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Um, we had to collectively sigh. We did because that episode should have cut off way sooner than it did. Because stuff just kept you. happening. I did not know that that episode was filled with that many things. There's a lot of things that happened in that episode. There's too many things. So, uh, welcome back if you've been watching with us and uh, watching Game of Thrones. We just got finished watching um, episode seven of mm-hmm. season two. Yeah. Zach, you're mostly done with season two already. The, it. It better be because if there's drops like in this episode, we're gonna have issue. <laughs> so we just watched, uh, like we said, episode seven, uh, entitled "A Man Without Honor." Appropriately, so uh, you know, For our man Jamie. I mean, yeah, but there's more than one man without honor. Well, you no, know. okay. I mean, come on, Theon. Yeah, well, that's who I, that was my guess going into the episode, and I was right. So, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So. So yeah, it's it's it was an info laden episode. I I personally forgot how much happened in that episode, and Jeez. then I was like, wow, this episode's still going. And then now we're here. So Zach, you know, I, I feel almost bad telling you to recap this one. I want to. You gotta make me just just gotta open up the wounds and make me pour salt in. Well, okay. Why don't, why don't we just do like, I will, highlights. I can give you the cliff notes. Sure, Give us cliff notes. Well, and once again, I'll do it by character, not by timeline. Cause it snapped around. Perfect, yeah. We'll start with the good. Um, there is another really nice, um, Arya and Tywin section where it's it. becoming a lot more obvious that her stonemason cover is not going to hold ground, but he enjoys her company enough that he lets her eat mutton, which he hates, which I don't know. It's interesting. It's funny because he says like, I see a lot of my daughter in you. And I'm like, Oh, Oh no <laughs> It could be so bad because yeah Cersei so bad. Um <laughs> anyways, but that's pretty much their their bit, and he's looking around for the assassins because calling her favor in so quickly was not necessarily the best idea. And hmm. Okay, so going out of uh Hall and over to Uh, Winterfell, everything, once again, seemed happy because, like, the wildlings Lady and Hodor and, like, the little Starklings are, like, going away and eating eating walnuts, and it's like, hooray, this could be great. And it's like, no. Theon's called, he's, like, throwing a tantrum and throwing around greyhounds, and it's like, oh, no. Um, The maester tries to help cover for them and isn't able to, and I mean, it happened at the end of the episode, but to Round out their thing. He's like, you know how I said I'd like mess people up if they aft with me. Well, here's the burned corpses of what we can assume to be, um, Bran and Rickon. But I don't think that's the truth. I think it's a lie. I think that he's just covering his lie. It's yeah. I if it's true, then Theon needs to die immediately. He does. I mean, (laughs) well, not that it wasn't. Yeah, not that it wasn't already important. But like, the first thing we need to see in the next part of the episode is just like Edard Stark, like pushing his sword through he's like remember me. Yeah, zomb- zombie Eddard comes back and kills Theon. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um but anyways, back to the real plot. Uh Jon Snow and Egerit. Yes. Um nice. Uh Pointing the famous line, you know nothing, Jon Snow, after she makes him feel really awkward because she like brings up all of his like, oh, why haven't you slept with the woman trauma? Because it's like a, he of course, he doesn't just like stop pouting to say, you know, I was a bastard child and I don't want to make a bastard, which I don't think she honestly would have cared. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't you would have cared, but, but you know, you know, he's just like, well, I'm a crow and we don't do that. And, then- <laughs> and she said something very interesting about how the new king, isn't he a crow or was a crow? Was. But we're going to get into that a little later. That that intrigues me and terrifies me, all in the same respect. But basically, it, it culminates in him, like, you know, once again, bumbling. And then she's like, well, you coulda, we could have had fun times, but now my buddies are here. And he's yeah. like, I hope I can pout hard enough to kill all of them. <laughs> By the power of pouting. By the power of pouting. And then he raises his lower lip even higher to the point where it's <laughs> grotesque. Um... Anyways, once again, back to real story. Uh, in King's Landing, poor Sansa has uh, started her Lady Times and is like, at first I really didn't understand what was going on, then I was like, oh no. Oh no, because she realized that she can bear an heir for Joffrey and the hound catches her, even though Shay is so God dang awesome and yep. like she almost like, literally kills the handmaiden She almost that comes in. the handmaiden over the fear. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then the hound ruins it. It's interesting. They also have interesting interactions about how like, you know killing is great, and she's like, man, maybe I really shouldn't have thanked this guy, but at the same time, maybe she should, because he's basically like, yeah, I'm going to be the only thing between you and the your hound, husband. Yeah, the hound is, like, complicated, and he's like, yes. you know, he's helping her out, but he's also kind of scary, and you're not he's quite 100% sure scary. what to do, so yeah. But other than that, in King's Landing, you get to see uh, Tyrion and Cersei, sitting there and they're like they got a raven basically stannis is coming with like 200 ships and they're all like well this is not great this is really really not good and also the other thing they talk about is how like draw free is such a wild card that they basically don't know if they'll be able to get through this and it goes into a little bit more of a tender talk about how it's like you know when um you know, you're having bastard children. There's just a chance that they'll be awful. And basically, you flip a coin 50-50. And Terry's like, well, you, at least you had two good ones. Just thinks that Joffrey's the bad one. And they have a moment. Yeah, they. it's funny because I thought it's like, are they going in for the hug? Are they going in for the hug? And I guess that their form of hugging is getting within distance that they could punch each other and not doing it. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> like, they walk up, give each other, like, a look, and that's it. And End yeah, it's scene. so funny because it's like, I don't know. It's just so funny. It, it's very telling of their family <laughs> and how, like, <laughs> that's... The closest to like, you know, loving your sibling can get yes. without loving your sibling. Um, yeah, I I would have been mortified if that's what happened next. That would have just ruined everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, speaking of Lannisters over in Camp Stark, things are going down. Uh, Rob goes with Nurse Lady to pick up supplies because he wants to help the wounded and impress her and. The, the funny thing is, is this is definitely causing some uh, friction in the camp. Yeah, they're it's, like it's no longer just mama being like now, now don't give her Google eyes. It's like the whole camp being like he's tail chasing and also picking up supplies. Yeah, they're all like, oh, we know what's really happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but basically, Jamie talks to, um messenger dude, which once again, another side character who I was beginning to like, gets fracking murdered. <laughs> Thank you, George R.R. Thank you, HBO. Did you really think the Lannister messenger guy was going to have a bright future in this world? Maybe. I thought that he (laughs) was like, live a happy life away from all the garbage. Okay. Well, (laughs) you know nothing, Zach. I, it doesn't stop me from hoping. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, he murders him in order to get the guard to come in, to murder him, to get out, to only get caught again, to, um, make fun of my Babe Ray and- Brienne, you mean? Yeah, whatever. That's my pet name. <laughs> it's like it's like a pastime for people to make fun of Brienne. Like, oh my gosh, you're so giant and That's hulking. And is that a woman? And then she's like, "I'll cut you. I uh, will cut you." And then they're like, "Yeah, we'll stop talking forever because she is a wonderful woman." <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Anyways, but he just bi- the their sort of bit ends with him just like going all hard towards Katniss, and she's just like. You know, you're a knight without honor. like, Oh, you know what? Man, it must have really burned you when Jon Snow came back home. You must have tried to love him, but you hated him. And I was just like, Oh, no, 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 no. You're the, the hole, you just reached six feet under. Yeah. And she's like, Brienne, you're the sword. And I'm like, <gasps> yeah, And then it cuts. She asks for Catelyn's sword, <laughs> er, or for Brienne's sword. And yeah, then yeah, that's yeah. where we leave it. And I was like, Oh, man. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be crazy. But. Uh, over across the sea, you have Daenerys like trying to find her dragons, and we finally get another Daenerys Jorah interaction, which is a lot more cold. She's like, "I can't trust anybody." She's just like freaking out, and Jorah still like super stalwart and stuff. And but whatever with that, that's kind of status quo anymore. Yeah. But then he meets with like a gold mask lady. Who is super cool, and I wish we would see her more, because, I don't know, she seems to be like the Varys across the sea. <laughs> she knows much, it seems like. She knows much, and she also she's probably magic. She knows that Jorah has betrayed Daenerys at least once. Ooh, ooh, also she probably works at, like, carnivals, because she was, like, doing the back painting. <laughs> <laughs> she was just painting some naked guy's back. Well, she said she was giving him a thing to go across the sea like, a talisman or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Something. Uh, but moral of the story, she's like, um, she's with people that can't be trusted. I'm like, no freaking kidding. She's at the council right now and they go in and um, Zara and the Zohan Duxus, um, goes in and is like, I'm going to be king. Everyone's like, you are silly. And then Magic Guy's like, hey, look, Shadow Clone Jutsu, and then murders them all. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and it's like, well, um, and also totally freaking called it, he... Basically, it was the mastermind behind getting the dragons. Of course, the magicians did it, but I knew it was his fault. And now Zaro Zohan Duxus, a.k.a. Dexter's Couscous, is no, king I, of Karth. The, the Zohan is the king of <laughs> Um So, yeah, that's... Uh, great and also terrible for Daenerys because now she gives as many ships as she wants, but she still has to marry him. <laughs> yeah, I mean at this point, who knows what choice she has? Yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't like any of the choices here. Everything in Carth is like, like the magicians slowly are slowly like, spiraling down. They're all like, "Hey, come to our tower," and then she's like, "No, thanks." And, and then, then he's then like, "Hey, come to dragons. our towers. We have dragons." Like, you are seriously bad at drumming up new members, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, they really want her to come to that tower. <laughs> So you if know, that's how they get every new member, it's there's a lot of there's going to be I a mean, lot of murdered councils. That's how I got you to hang out with me. I stole your dragons, right? And, and murdered my council. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you remember how I said I didn't have friends? It's because Cameron murdered all of them. It's like, hey, Zach, and want to do a I podcast? I stole your dragons, and I still I still have no solid proof they're alive. I'm I'm holding them in a cage in a tower far far away. That's dumb. I it's, mean, like, the exact opposite. Like, what? Is it, like, the dragons are up in the tower and a princess is guarding them and she, like, kills all of the squires that come to get the the dragons? I don't see why not. I'm all for that. I... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a weird timeline we're creating. It really is. Um, and we've gotten so far off of the point of what episode 7 of season 2 of Game of Thrones is about. It's about a whole lot of garbage happening and me not being overly pleased. I mean come on is that is the, are you ever like fully 100% pleased with something going on in an episode i think the last time you were ever that pleased was when viserys got a golden crown that was a good episode it was a good episode <laughs> can we watch it again we might have to after this one but let's go ahead and jump in uh, to our recap questions here it was honestly very difficult for me to pick stuff from this episode because like, every interaction was, like, so good. Yeah. Um, and there's, like, world building and, like, all these little, like, throwaway lines that were not throwaway lines. Mm-hmm. I want to first, though, I want to focus in on kind of some of the things that are going on in the background um, that kind of get introduced in this episode. Um, so first mm-hmm. of all is um, the Wildlings. You already brought this up. Um, they have a leader whose name is Mance Raider Mance Rader. Mance and- Rader. He's mentioned by Egret to be a former Nights Watch person. Exactly. Uh, and the moment, like you, you saw this this scene in the in the show, you're like, "Hey, what?" And like, yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah. what what are your thoughts on that? Like, what what type of person, just without knowing really anything besides the fact that Mance is a former uh, crow, what's your what's your general vibe? of this whole thing uh stinks most foul <laughs> uh basically it just makes me question the intentions of like the night's watch and stuff and if someone that was with them like defected I don't know I'm not thinking it's a stereotypical it's like I can have babes and like not have to deal with this crummy oath I feel like there's a lot more measured reason, a lot more, oh God, the world's ending kind of reason, and I would I would honestly see a Night's Watch person taking this kind of approach if he sees a greater threat, and especially since no one listens to the Night's Watch. Absolutely no one. Like right. They're just up there, and it's like, great job, and it's been said many times before, it's one of the most thankless jobs. So honestly, I don't see it as out of the ordinary for someone to step up and be like, Listen, I'm going to, like, rather than just, like, skirmishing with the wildlings, which could literally happen for eternity, I'm going to become king of the wildlings and, like, do some real good. I don't know, because... So you think he's an idealist? Uh... Not necessarily. Uh, like, that's the thing. I would like to hope that he is, but he probably isn't because Game of Thrones is just not that kind of a flowery <laughs> It's the rule of Game rule. of Thrones. Everything's the, always terrible. Yeah. So, I mean, either he has some of those things. I think he's actually going to be a combination of both. I think he's probably going to be presented as like a god awful person and then he's going to drop like sort of the stuff I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Or he's just an awful person. Those are the two options. Yep. He's either an awful person on the outside with some a little bit of decent nuggety center or he's just an awful person the whole way through through <laughs> i i love how this is whole this whole thing is brought up To uh, to John with Egret kind of tempting him like oh like hey let's sleep together because no one would know and then but then she like gets serious about it and she's like um like no one tells you who to love and I think you're pretty and hey like you could defect because Mance Raider defected and he's pretty cool yeah she tried so many different angles it's ridiculous or like the well it's gonna be your word against mine that'll like sow seeds of doubt the rest of your crows so badly Ah. she she kept trying to like twisted on him but like she tried everything uh, she could i don't know i feel like she was pulling uh drugged out frodo baggins where she'd sleep with him to just like run away i don't know how much true love there is there <laughs> true i mean love doesn't maybe exist like in the north animal wildling love but yeah i don't you know, know like her reaction of oh you have sheep then <laughs> no awkward silence. No awkward silence. <laughs> and then she's like, "Oh, you use your hand. You must be miserable." Yeah. <laughs> At least she didn't say you use your Sam. Zing. Oh, let's not think well, about that. Well, never right. mind. It's right over that. She mm. she implied that one first. Yeah, we're, we're getting out of there. <laughs> um, so another thing that's going on in the background is. Um, what's going on in King's Landing um, Tyrion gets a word that Stannis' fleet is on the move and it's headed for King's Landing it seems yeah. so what do you think is going to happen um, when that happens when Stannis and a fleet of ships right, make here, it to King's here's Landing here's my prediction they're going to pull out that like alchemist fire or whatever and they'll be like haha, and then Melisandre's going to be like Oh my gosh, this is my this is my time to shine and they're going to get like, absolutely dusted. I got fire. Yeah, no. I'm a fire priestess. I know exactly. It's like you come you come into this battle and you throw fire at me. What is this? I am personally offended. And then she throws all the shadow demon babies at them and they're fire. <laughs> I just feel like it's it's just not going to go I don't know. It's it's such a wild card, but I don't think it's going to go well for the Lannisters and I think Tyrion is right to be afeared. Yes. And hence a tender moment between him and Cersei. Yeah, because they both get it. They both get it. While they aren't tacticians, they both know they're kind of (laughs) fracked. Yeah, kind of fracked. You know, on one level, if not just because... Joffrey, by rule of Joffrey. Yeah, because, like, that's like, the thing. they're going to get killed. I think they're also thinking, like, one, it's a hard fight. Two, if Joffrey makes any impulsive decision, it could literally lose the battle for them. Yes. Not to mention the fact that they have, like, weird fire priestess lady. And the fact that Stannis has a, you know, actually really well-trained army and force. hmm And he is a very tactical man. It's, like, as far as, like, speaking of this military and tactical men, it's, like, Stannis and Tywin. Mm-hmm. So speaking, speaking of um, the the Lannisters, to a little bit here, mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. a couple really interesting moments that happen for Cersei uh, in this episode. The first being with Sansa. Uh, after they kind of had their little chit chat, oh, you're a woman now thing. Yeah, going oh, on that there. was interesting. What did What did you think? How I mean, because Cersei has been a little bit hot and cold with Sansa, you know, throughout her. I feel like there, this was this, feels this really was really warm. No, and really this strange. honestly felt like the most real talk she's ever had with her because she gave her. She just like laid out her life story. It's like, listen, the more people you love, the weaker you are. The more nice they can be twisted into your like. Heart, yeah, I uh, like you gotta love, like love your children because that's love pretty much only your children. Yeah, exactly, because that's about all a mother can do. and It's like, but I love Joffrey. It's like you can try. Yeah, that was the most. <laughs> and it's like, funny because she is like now more openly admitting that she failed that, with yeah, Joffrey. Basically. basically, it's like he, you can't control him. Like I yeah. can't do much about him. It's not that she doesn't love him. It's just that she's like, well, I, I goofed that one up. <laughs> I, it's so interesting, too, because you can almost sense that sort of tension in Cersei a little bit between, like, treating Sansa like a prisoner but also sympathizing with her because she's a woman and she was she's pledged to marry someone she really doesn't like. And mm-hmm. you kind of get that same gist from Cersei, the way that she and Robert ended up married, you know? Yeah, that's, I think, why they got to really have that tender moment because, like, right there she's like, oh, my gosh, if there would have been someone there for me, like, before that time, it would have been nice. Right. You got that kind of a vibe. Yeah. Um, and then Cersei opens up one step even beyond this uh, to Tyrion a little later in the episode about uh, like this notion that maybe she's being punished for her sins of incest yeah. um, at, by Joffrey, basically. Like the gods gave her Joffrey, Joffrey just to be like you done you didn't do a good thing. Yeah. And not only that but she does make a pretty clear relationship between like incest and madness. Yeah. I didn't know what you you made of that. With the t- Yeah, that kind of I'm really really glad when disease Malfoy is dead because I didn't want to see him with Daenerys since that seems to be the trend for Targaryens for sure. Yeah, that that was an uh disturbing piece of world history. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, uh, and I mean the 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 science is there. <laughs> it's <laughs> not good to you need to diversify the gene pool, right? And, you know, but the, there's the, there's this interesting. And you brought up Viserys al- already. You know, like he was a product of incest too, and like he and he very was kind clearly of, was a little bit unhinged. You know, yeah, not a great, not a great dude. And then, but Daenerys on the other hand seems pretty. Pretty level, you know. For uh, all things considered, well, uh, you know she's, okay, right even now, in the middle of her dragon so rage, much, you know. But like on the whole, Daenerys has got it yeah. under control. She's not, you know, she's not like Joffrey or anything, you know. Uh, I don't know. So yeah, it's a really interesting idea that, and that the fact that Cersei even brings it up, like yes, I screwed up and well, it's kind of funny because now, now she's finally gone from like, she's going through this, like the stages <laughs> of grief, I guess in grief of being her like standing and stuff. Cause she was like angry with him. And now she's like sort of coming to, ex- to like, bargaining and acceptance mm-hmm. part of me thinks back to that this moment it was nearer to the uh, beginning of the season when joffrey like insults um cersei in like the throne room and she slaps him and then yeah. it's like i could have you killed for that and it's like from that moment it's she all realized like a, like this big realization for cersei i done goofed i done goofed really bad yeah and it's funny because she didn't want to believe it when Tyrion was th- saying it and I don't know, it's actually kind of funny because Tyrion can step up to the plate and he doesn't like fire back. He's just like, uh. <laughs> he's just like, mm, yeah, I mean, you did, I guess. I don't no. know how to show compassion for you because you never showed compassion to me. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> it's also kind of funny. They talked about it. it's like and now he's abusing the horse you sent him. I thought it would help. I tried. <laughs> and then he's like, yep, I was wrong. I was wrong. I goofed. I couldn't have been more wrong. Um, Okay, so let's talk about the title of this episode a little bit as our last kind of recap question here. Mm -hmm. A man without honor. Um, This statement is very clearly in the lines directed at Jamie, uh, Jamie, but I feel like there are several instances of men in this particular episode acting without honor. Uh, Throughout the whole series. Yes, but even more so in this episode. So like between Jamie and Theon and even some of like Rob's own men are beginning to act kind of like animals in the camp. And then on the other side of the sea, you've got like the people, you know, in Karth who are just like killing each other for power, you know? yeah, exactly. And the fact that literally, like I said, that dude set up, he murdered Khaleesi's men and some of his just own people just in a power play to become King of Karth. Mm hmm. Uh, so I kind of I kind of want to do like a spin on one of our normal questions. Uh, oh, how we usually who's give like the a, man with the least honor? Yeah, Can we keep this weekly? Who is the most dishonorable? And maybe maybe not weekly, but just this episode because well, it's been brought to geez. the forefront. Well, I don't know. I I want to talk about like I really like Jamie's talk about how you know like the vows. Like basically, how people can only be true to their honor had some credence, especially in this universe, because he literally served a madman. Yeah, and he brings so up this good vows. point that like it's the kinda moment funny. you serve one vow, you're breaking a right. vow like to something know, else. Well, oh, yeah, now it's brought up the same with like the dudes like you know, I have sworn loyalty to Rob, but I have loyalty to myself as a father, and my son has been murdered. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Does I that make Jamie like a little more honorable or a little less honorable though uh, but the thing that it is, is it's sort of like once on uh it's hard to sort of scale it i feel as if like i feel as if it's theon the most out of all of them because it's just out of this like total like ungratefulness for yeah he was a prisoner but they treated him like family and he really was part of the family and now he's just coming back and just like i don't know he's not a great leader he just is he keeps trying to take the, the high ground bath. with everybody too? Like but he's the only like high ground I was he a good has. ward, you know. Like why can't why can't Bran and Rickon be good, good little wards? wards. Yeah, Ugh. it's like it's it's shameful. Yeah, it's 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 funny. I I don't know. Yeah, I I don't like it. I mean, I don't think you're supposed to like it. I kind of give it to him, but yeah, I mean, so most dishonorable Theon is Theon. Well, especially like for going for track record. Cause he went from like decent ward to like literal traitor in like a month. <laughs> Perfect. That's uh, a great track record. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Obviously, Jamie has some of that, and it is kind of hard to say who is or isn't unhonorable. I will definitely agree that most honorable goes to Brienne. <laughs> oh, for sure, a thousand percent. I love that that distinction that Catelyn makes in that tension. Yeah, she's just. But like, it's funny because the thing that is, she realizes it's like, yeah, that is a truth that you're saying, Jamie. But you're still a piece of garbage. <laughs> yeah, and then she's like, "See this this hulking lady knight I have behind me? She has way more honor than you could ever hope to have. Ever, ever." In a week, <laughs> yes, and it's all like, it's kind of interesting because in like their world, like sh- she should not have any honor at all. Like Brienne is like low in the totem pole just because she's a woman and a knight. And second off, she's been accused of killing Renly. Yeah, like of you know, king candidate killing. Yeah, so I mean, she she really has no honor. In like a physical sense, or in like a real in the tangible technical sense, but she just carries herself and she treats others with so much more honor, yeah, than anything else. So yeah, exactly. I, I kind of love that about. So Frienne. yeah, that's the thing. I, it's more of a, a lifestyle mm-hmm. thing, um, which I can occasionally come down to vows. But once again, yeah. it's how in the knight presents themselves, not in I don't know the way they. They follow the rules, quote unquote. Yeah, which we we know based upon like other episodes that the rules don't really count for much at all. Ever. At all anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's move on to our weekly wrap up questions. Um, Stark of the week is going to be an interesting one because again Ooh, we kind of did yeah, yeah, see yeah. everybody again from Camp Stark. So, and they all do really interesting things. Yeah. I mean, like, I definitely appreciate what Rob did with actually like, caring about stuff. It's actually interesting. People are getting fed up with his like non brutal tactics, and they have too many prisoners. Yes, they do have too many prisoners, <laughs> and everyone's being the... and everyone that's wounded is being taken care of equally. Right. It's interesting. It's not something you see from any of the other rulers. That's for darn sure. Right. I would not expect He's that only in one Camp Lannister. These like kosherized rules of of warfare, whereas everybody else is like, we should just burn them, burn them all to the ground. And yeah. Like Rob is like, no, like the people who fought, who are fighting this war, the soldiers, they didn't make these decisions to fight us. The, you know, Tywin Mm -hmm. and Joffrey and all that. And it's funny because he's honestly thinking forwardly as if he were to be a king like those would be his citizens, Mm. you know, and it's great because that's how you really should be thinking in a war of seven kingdoms. Uh, the more people you spare, the more people you have in your camp from people who weren't previously on your camp, possibly. True. So, but anyway, start. But the I weak? don't necessarily think it's him because I'm just recounting each. And then Katniss just does a really great job of keeping like things stable at the camp. She always does a very good job of stepping up and being a strong like lead, and she doesn't hesitate to like where a lot of other leaders like squirrel themselves away. She like puts herself right out there and is like, "Okay, go ahead, kill me." The person who was the wife of your lead do it yep she calls the bluff a little bit yeah oh she 100% does and she's 100% there herself to back it up which Mm -hmm. is awesome it's refreshing you don't see that in many people in this universe Mm -hmm. and then Arya just has awesome talks she's just generally clever the whole time I know I love it she's a clever girl (laughs) And she could not help but say so herself. Mm-hmm. And then Sansa, too, has been going through a lot yeah, of growth uh, recently. Yeah. She's still, I feel so bad. She's still keeping up the front. But it's funny because she's keeping up to still keep appearances, which is smart. But at the same time, she knows that everyone's like, no, Sansa, we know. Everyone knows Joffrey's a jerk. And you, we are so sorry for you. Yeah. It seems less of like a like her whole like, oh, I love Joffrey, is less of like a I'm scared and in pain and like... Yeah, and it's if I of, don't say this, what could happen yeah, to me? Yeah, it's less of that and then it's more of like a smokescreen now than it was before. That yeah, and sense. the sad thing about it is is it's enough to fool Joffrey, which is enough for her to get by. Sure. Because so- he doesn't care and as long as she says what he wants to hear, he'll just... Keep doing his mm-hmm. garbage business. We even get a brief uh, glimpse too of um, Bran and Rickon at the beginning ish of this episode. I know because like that was so freaking cool. How like they didn't want to like stop at the orphanage because then like other people could be implicated. Like Bran was so forward thinking and like you know Theon is going to literally burn and kill everyone that we interact with. Mm-hmm. But we're starving and you know there's this huge thing and it's hard to say whether or not like the walnuts that were there were actually in there or not or what it happened like that's the thing they left a lot of things untold the, yeah especially that last scene with the with the i don't bodies. think it's them <laughs> um any at any rate and that's though, not just idealistic optimism a, a, at any rate though stark of the week we, <sighs> it, it's gonna be a really tough one No, this is really tough um the thing with it is, I'm I'm giving it to Catelyn also more for what I feel she's doing behind the scenes because she's keeping the camp together and right. like watching things on top like of that Rob's, and taking Rob's care gone, of Jamie, doing important war things, and so like she's camp's still holding falling the fort. Apart. Apart. Yeah, and the camp's falling apart, especially with them almost losing Jamie. Like she's holding it together. Mm-hmm. And stuff is still getting done. So I, I think I agree. I think I give it to Catlin this week out of all of them. I mean, we got to see very interesting pieces of like other Stark. And honestly, the truth be told, as weird as it is, I think that Bran and Rickon were a close second just yeah. because, uh, we're talking like for airtime and the amount that they did. Yeah, you know for like the three lines they had they made they made the the smartest and most like oh cool choices yeah because i don't think they stopped there i think it's a blind they're at a freaking orphanage there's other children there (laughs) theon is garbage all right well let's let's move on to the crown then i know it's kind of might be hard to uh, do this episode as well because this episode is less about those sort of cruel machinations that people do to get towards the throne and more about kind of digging into the characters. So, Hmm. but even so, I feel like there might be a little bit of movement. So who played the game? Who played the game the best All right, you know, episode? I think that there is actually an obvious choice. While it's not one I like, I think it's Saren Zohan Duxus. Ooh, Dexterous Couscous. He literally... Be- so I say Xerxes, you say Dexterous Couscous. This you, is how it's going. Shots fired. You brought this one up first, okay? Shots fired. Let's, let's be fired. honest about this. <laughs> and, I mean, and who wouldn't want Dexterous Couscous on the throne? Let's be honest. He's just so charming. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, he wouldn't be a terrible king. To be fair, <laughs> though, uh, though, no, though not he's not, uh, yeah, not very scrupulous. Yeah, he's, he's a little, he's a little, he did little play bad. Daenerys a little bit here. Yeah, well, he's played everyone. He, he played everybody in Karth. So, but it's kind of interesting. Like if you flash back to that moment where Daenerys and her starving Dothraki followers are at the gates of the city. He's and the one who saves her. He's the one who saves her. And but he, to what ends? I mean, he picks her up from like the desert. And it's like, even then, like, all the other high lords of Karth are all like, uh, and... no, but whatever you do with her is your responsibility. Like, they completely ignore yeah. the fact that he could be playing some game with them involving yeah. her, which is which exactly is what he did. Yes. So, I, I think it's kind of interesting. Well, and especially since his plan was when they came to fruition, and literally, there is no one to stop him from being king of Carth now, because... All the rest of the council's dead. They're dead. They're They're all dead. They're all dead. So he, I mean, hands down, he wins the crown. (laughs) He's getting a card. That's what happens when you don't have any competition. (laughs) You win the crown. Yes. So, okay. Well, let's talk about plans then. Um, Best plan, worst plan moving forward. Uh, You know... It's kind of hard to maybe evaluate a little bit cuz a lot of these things just so, sort of end so suddenly um, like Catlin threatening well, Jamie or I was going to say Theon burning the bodies. Worst plan definitely yeah Theon. Theon wins worst plan because that was dumb whether they were the children or not, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, any hope he had of like reconciling with, with the, Rob and anything, there. yeah, or the people or like the Maester, it's like, yeah, that was literally the, the most idiot movie could have made. Yeah. And Rob's like, you know, SWAT teams coming in, so yeah, yeah, not gonna work. You you done goofed theon. Yep. Okay, so what about um best plan? What though? about best plan though? oh boy that's really really quite hard actually yeah <laughs> uh, because part of it is is like a lot of the plans that got put into motion in this were like stopped like you know uh, Sansa's and Shay's thing to like try and hide oh, that she I had know. had her menses was so incredibly so smart close. but they like so close but, yeah, and it's funny because they're literally going to throw the bed out the window <laughs> yeah like they're like okay we need to pick up the mattress and then like it just doesn't work It's like, oh. Yeah. I believe in the book, I think what Sansa does is she tries to burn a hole in the mattress over it. And she, like, lights her room on fire um, (laughs) in the book, if I remember correctly. Wow. And so she's able to smoke screen it at least once, literally. (laughs) Wow. No, I'm glad that it kind of got brought in the open at first. And this, I don't know. When you've told me, like, showed a book comparisons, it's not that the book... Is bad in the way that it does it. It's just that it's a lot better for television. Oh, for like, sure. Like they have adapted ninety percent well of the television edits that are between the book and the TV show. I feel that way about. I'm sorry, but I'm still stalling because I really can't say what I think the best plan is moving forward. Because oh man, because a lot of plans haven't even really happened. Mm-hmm. Oh well, you know what? You know what? I think the best sort of long con plan was Egret and her heckling of Jon Snow because it worked because it got because she knew as long as she stalled long enough she was going to come across a group I of mean, wildlings that worked in this episode but moving forward like what do you think she's got planned for Jon Snow uh, her wildlings uh, and that's and that's kind of the thing i she Is kind that a of good idea? she kind of got the power plate well good idea for her yes she she now wins now Jon Snow's not on the the winner's side of this. <laughs> I mean, I, I see that as the smartest thing cause, she, and it's one that we saw through to fruition because really she knew that she could play Jon Snow as long as she needed to get to a place where, you know, and eventually it went from him leading her to her leading him. Yeah. So you can you also knew, tell that you there was from the moment that he didn't kill her that she's like, okay, I got this. I know what I'm doing. No, and like that's the thing. That's why I'm saying. It's like a plan coming to fruition, and I think that's why she wins best plan because her plan yeah. was really just play this guy who I know I can string along until I find like, some of my wildling buddies. so calculated. Yes, like, and so th- everything she did throughout that, and that's part of the reason why she's winning even though it's not like a long-term plan. Mm-hmm. It's just because everything she did was so good because she kept him off balance all the time. And quite perfectly, too. Like yeah, because it's funny. Distracted. He, he may have had the rope, but he was not the one in control. I know. Um, okay, let's talk about how hopeful you are then. Um, as far as kind of like the general scope of Westeros, Gosh, we don't really where get was a lot I this episode? Where, where was I last week? Oh, man. I think I'm less. Do <laughs> you feel like you're less? So like maybe do you th- feel less hopeful after all that happened, all that interpersonal stuff that happened this episode? I don't. I don't or like any Daenerys of it. Daenerys losing her dragons is that what makes you feel less? But there's a lot. There's a lot that makes me feel less because there's a lot of really bad crap happening. I'm honestly, I think I was at like a five or a four point five. I'm going at a four. Ooh. Solid four. I really don't like what's happening. There's Ouch. a lot of not good. Yeah. There's a lot of not good. You know, it- and it's the thing that is the storm hasn't even hit yet. Yes, we haven't. We haven't dealt with Stannis attacking King's Landing. We yeah. haven't dealt with we haven't even met Mance raider yet exactly and we don't know exactly what's going on with the dragons or anything like that Exactly that's not good it's not good yeah well you know we're we're coming up on the very end of season two zach that's why right. this storm's coming oh my goodness <laughs> i'm terrified honestly though like what what are your general impressions for how this is gonna like all come to a close here oh my goodness I, I can't even, that's why I'm at like a four. I can't even speculate. There's too many things happening. I don't even know if they can hit all the points or make all of them coincide. I don't, I don't know how it's going to be. I'm not sure if they can close it out in these three episodes. I mean, I'm sure they could, but that's why I'm also giving it a four because I'm terrified because if they try and close most of the stuff that's been brought up now, a whole lot of bad things are going to happen. I mean, luckily, lucky for you, though, you know that there are several seasons ahead of this. So yeah, that's you know that my only Not thing. all these plot threads had to be wrapped up in a nice little bow by the end of uh, mm-hmm. season two here. But you know things are going to go very interestingly here. Yeah um, I don't know and you've and the only other outside thing is I said that this is one of your favorite seasons so that also terrifies me yeah, so season, there's going to be a lot season of season 2 crazy is, stuff. Is, is is it just takes all that foundation from season 1 and runs with it and it becomes one of the more I in my opinion interesting seasons of the show um things pick (laughs) up obviously way later, but we're not going to talk about that because we've got several seasons of show to get through Uh, before we talk about that. Will my soul make it through this? (laughs) You know, I think it will. Okay. You and we're out of four this week I you still shown probably some serious resilience. I, I still will probably be just as hopeful with every new character. I mean it's like, maybe it's not this way. <laughs> and then several episodes later they're dead and the world's burning and the dragons are gone and And um ice cream is dead. Ice cream has not been <laughs> invented in Westeros. Don't take this from me. <laughs> <laughs> um well if you've been watching along with us and you are relishing uh zach's anguish right now Mm. um man it's it's gonna get real crazy and you know what i'm talking about Mm. um so we're coming up here on the tail end of season two there's still some leading questions you could ask zach um about season two so if you have those send them to us you can connect with us on uh youtube um, maybe you're watching this video at, um, mm-hmm. there, or um, you can connect with us on Twitter or on Tumblr. Um, we'd yeah, love yeah. to hear your leading yeah. questions, too, for Zach. Oh, and not even just that. I'm trying to find a support group to talk through all the things that have already happened. Yeah, so, maybe maybe you're in Zach's place. You can and talk over things that have you're happened. you through it with him. Or if you just want to talk about how garbage it is that... Um, there isn't more Hodor in the series up to yes. this point, or just like shameful things like lack that, of Hodor. yeah, or shameful lack of like, um, you know, uh, fancy Tony Stark, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, it's it, it. Sometimes you just need to live in your head cannon for a little bit. And it's how I get through my life. It's really how you get through this show, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I mean the show, the show, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, Um, one can see my shifty eyes on the podcast. Yeah, I know you, you really got to be careful of those shifty eyes. So, (laughs) so yeah, this was, um, episode seven, Zach headcanon moments right now. How do you want season two to end as we're closing out here? um, Oh boy! How don't I want it to end? <laughs> <laughs> I do. You honestly want to know what yeah, I, I want, want? I want your head cannon. Oh, get ready because I want Tyrion to be riding a mechanized like. Gollum and like running around and being tall and I want Lady Brand Flakes to activate his true Super Saiyan Blue powers and <laughs> um just wreck everything and I want Daenerys to be riding dragons um and I want uh um, Mance Raider to like bring his metal band down south and play. <laughs> you cannot tell me you didn't think Mance that he was Raider a- and the Wildlings. You cannot tell me that is like the best band name ever. <laughs> Mance Raider and the Wildlings playing tonight. <laughs> With it's songs like big. winter is coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, that's that's and then that's what I really it, hope it all for ends in like an epic like guitar solo uh, playing at the wall. It's like playing at the wall Tonight at the wall. Mance Raider and the Wildlings. <laughs> I like this headcanon. So much. So the thing with it is, is I would literally need a full episode to, like, piece together how my headcanon works, because there's things from season one that would carry over. Listen, there's a lot of things that I think to make myself feel better about the things that are actually happening. Yes, and you will have to clutch those things close to you as things get darker and deeper for us as we continue. They're like, um... You know, Tyrion's uh small bastardy sa- status, I use them like a the shield. My head cannon is my shield. It has to be. <laughs> well, well, thanks for com- for thanks for watching and listening to us and we'll hope to catch you next time here. Yep. When things are more dragony and, you know, more depressing. No, dragony. Yes. yes. You you and George R.R. need to stop ripping my heart out. The tears are tasty. No. <laughs> They're mine and I need them to stay hydrated. (laughs)